This is the Pirate Radio Podcast. And welcome into the Pirate Radio Podcast. On January 18th, former ECU defensive coordinator Greg Hudson stopped by the show. Greg Hudson joining us in the Pirate Radio studios. Coach Hud, good to see you, man. Good to see you. Good to be back. Yeah. Thanks for having me. We need some intro music for Coach. What would be Coach Hud's intro? Bon Jovi? I can dig some Bon Jovi. Little Molly Cruz pretty good. All right. Yeah, we'll work on that for next week. We'll have his uh, his walk-up song ready to go. Um, Off-topic real quick, because I just saw this. Um, Roku. Wes, what is the all-time... Now, this is active. What is the active, longest-running TV show? Doctor Who? 60 Minutes. Wow. Those are great guesses that are not on this list, that I feel like should be on this list. It's got to be that soap opera that Joey was on in 60 Minutes. Yeah, according to this list, it's The Simpsons, 35 seasons. But uh, 60 Minutes. I was watching 60 Minutes before that. Yeah, it probably outdates that. And then a bunch of law and orders. Maybe they're not including news programs. Maybe it's scripted shows. We're SpongeBob on that. Yeah. Oh God, couldn't tell you. But uh, yeah, The Simpsons, thirty-five seasons. Coach Hud, what are your TV viewing habits? Are you all sports? You got shows you like? Well, you know, there used to be like uh, my generation that you watch certain shows on. Um, Tuesday was Happy Days. You got no idea what that was. It's 2024, Coach. Right. We had I know da- what Happy Days Dallas. is. We had Dallas. On Ron the- Howard was on that show, right? Ron Howard, yeah. Then the Fonz. You don't know the Fonz. Coolest person ever lived. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Did you have a leather jacket like the Fonz? No, on Halloween, maybe. Yeah. But, uh, um, you know, you, then then it changed when Miami Vice came on. <laughs> I was I was up in South Bend and you didn't you didn't leave to go out on Friday night to watch Miami Vice with Sonny and Crockett. There you go. All right. Yeah. But I'll I'll watch some uh um oh I like I like documentaries. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and some uh uh Dateline. Man, I'm uh I I've got it all podcast form here on the phone. Dateline, forty eight hours, all of oh, yeah. get into there those. some serious derelicts out there. Saw a good uh crime documentary on netflix i'd already seen the story on dateline or one of those shows but one just dropped about a uh, kidnapping and i don't want to spoil anything but it's uh new on netflix go check it out all right good crime documentary uh coach hud we were talking earlier texting about what we were going to discuss want to dive uh-huh. into football obviously but you said let's talk some hoops and i said hell yeah <laughs> let's do it uh because i was there as i'm at almost every ecu game i've seen you at a lot of games in fact yeah. I saw uh, Dakota Maine, uh, Dakota Marshall on the court yes. a couple of games ago, and Chandler, you pointed out, hey, isn't that Coach Hud down there walking? Did you uh, talk to Dakota? Yes, it was yeah. great to see him. He's uh, He was a, a big part of our back-to-back championships, and, uh, you know, he had one of the one of the worst injuries we've ever yep, seen I was there. Uh, against Virginia Tech. I believe it was an illegal block, but um, he's a wonderful kid, and he, he came in, and he was a believer when we were selling – you know that we were going to build this thing and win a championship and uh and then we went ahead and got two of them <laughs> talk to him today and uh, every time you say what's up dakota just say moving dirt man yeah moving dirt right. he's uh he's a hard-working dude ain't he? he is he's always on the hustle and uh that's his personality though i mean it fits uh, exactly what he's doing so good to see uh him out there and good to see you uh out at a bunch of games this year and yeah. did not go the way the pirates wanted it to yeah. last night and uh to use a football term, uh, they hit us with the hail mary, didn't they? Yeah, and I've been there, and that's. Uh, but then you put the film on, you know what? Are, 
you know, where did I blow it from the bench and, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's a hard lesson, uh, to learn, you know, but that's when you really learn some, some tough lessons is in brutal defeats and that'll put a wrinkle on their brain in that situation. You know, they'll do a better job of it, but I, I like watching them. I like watching them a lot. I'm, I'm lucky that, uh, where I'm sitting right now, I'm right behind the bench, and I watch the guys coach. I watch the interaction. I watch the way the players are reacting. I mean, that's when you see that the, the kids are really into it. And, you know, he's got their attention. He's got them believing. And, you know, the character of your team, and you can find if they're straining, guys are leaving their feet to get loose balls, diving into the crowd. And they're playing They're playing really, really relentless defense. And if, you know, the team doesn't score as much, you got a chance. Yeah, held them, uh, the opponent, in the 50s last night. And uh, you, you feel like you uh, could get that one, but the Pirates yeah. were unable to do so. Um, you do like the buy-in. Let me, let's get back to the Hail Mary thing because we had a, a famous one here during the rough years. Yes. Uh, that fans will be mad that I even brought up. Terrible memories. So you said, you have you been on the wrong side of a Hail Mary? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was not much of a hail mary as much as it was a a big play to you know to put him in position to kick the field goal yeah, at the okay. last second. But it's just as bad. What? Uh, how much do you work on those situations at practice? A lot. Yeah. Oh, not a lot, but they're worked on, and you know they're discussed. They're a big. You know that's a big part of your uh, your Thursday practices, your corrections, and then your daily must. So like if you're going through some situations with the team. You know, you're going to talk about first the substitution of what package you're going to use. And then, you know, then also, you know, on the on the Hail Marys and stuff like that, it's, you know, it's what six foot six receiver are you going to put back there instead of the, you know, the five nine free safety. And and you work on that and you work on the situations. And in football, you know, I, I had a basketball mentality. I told our guys to, to go down and the guys that were the not the guys tipping the ball or jumping for the ball. At first, I had our guys, uh, a couple of them, you know, take a guy man-to-man down there and turn around and face the guy and box him out with their chest. And and that way they were, they were going into him to move him away from the ball and stuff like that. Now, I may have told him to accidentally bump him in a certain spot, you know, that, you know, make, maybe bring your hands down. Yeah. Well, that brings us back to last night because I immediately saw in that video you posted, Chandler, I said he pushed off. He's pushing him. It was offensive pass interference. Yeah. Uh, I received replies saying they'll never call that in that situation, no. which you're probably right. You, the same thing in football, right? They usually yeah. don't call How many lot. times are you going to get the flag there? Yeah. yeah. We tell them, beat them up. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, yeah. We didn't beat a, uh, beat him up. Uh, yeah, on our end you know, and night. it was it was right after you know it was right after a big shot. You yeah, know, three seconds. Everybody and, was scrambling. You right. know, and that's the situation. I don't I don't know what you know, I saw a guy drive down and shoot it and bank it and uh, and I think he did call bank when he when he shot it. So that was good. And but then man, <laughs> it's got to be the urgency to go back and play defense and and you know you got to knock the pass down right there. You know, make him shoot a you know a tough shot. Don't let him drive. Uh, tough one in Minji's last night. Also, out of, did you see, Coach, that uh, Mike Schwartz after the game had a bloody hand? No. Yeah. I'll, bloody uh, knuckles. Pull that up for you. I don't know what uh, he punched or what ran into his hand after the game, uh, but he was doing his post-game press conference with his hand wrapped after uh, that one last night. As you can Ooh, see, maybe. Yeah, I've seen so. those post-game looks right there. Have I you ever been bloodied at post-game, Coach? Uh, No. No, well, you know I've had a, a. I think I did punch a grease board one time, and 
got a, a lesion. Yeah, you know, a lesion. Yeah, nothing, nothing. It was uh, first game post Holtz Hud Fitch that we had a successful Hail Mary, right? Yes, that was Ruff's first game, and we had what you talked about, our six 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 eight guy just went up and caught it, no tip, no nothing. Yeah, just out jumped everybody. That's right. So those can happen. All right, um, you do kind of going back though. You like the trajectory of the team you like anyway the buy-in from everybody from what you've seen if 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 they're playing hard and you know we knew we knew on on on, in football we knew on our defense when our big guys cj and jay ross and and linville when the when the big guys are leaving their feet you know they're into it and 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 that's that's that pays you know that that shows me that they're really willing to to sacrifice for the team play hard together but they're playing for that guy you know and and he's got them believing he's got a good staff you know the guys are engaged, and you know they're taking it serious from wire to wire, wire to wire. Is old man Linville still leaving his feet these days for Buffalo? I don't think he's got to leave his feet as much right now. <laughs> you know, you know. How about that? He's still out there, coach. That's if he awesome. if he leaves his feet, it's maybe to slow the Brinks truck down and not deposit all that cash in the bank. He wants to hold on to some of it. I'm trying to see if he uh, registered a tackle or anything. Oh yeah, he had two tackles in the Bills win over Pittsburgh. So big is that awesome? still getting it done. I got to find the temp service that he's using to get that, uh, that part-time gig. Yeah, really. Hey, um, teams going into the college football playoff, hire HUD for the run. Get, just get in for the end of the year. <laughs> I'm expensive. Get some of that paycheck. Uh, so Linville and the Bills taking on Kansas City this weekend. That is the narrowest spread uh, amongst the games coming up this weekend coach you've got a couple of upset-minded teams on saturday it'll be the niners hosting the packers who took care of dallas and the texans going into baltimore so two big home favorites do you give any of those road teams a shot no no i don't not not in the nfl i just am i giving it to them no and just uh you know baltimore is is really good and and that freakazoid is going to play uh, quarterback so and, and it, it's just it's hard to defend and uh he can break you down just so bad and uh you know my man monk is the the offensive coordinator there and he's doing a great job yeah um as you went along in your career uh-huh. and started to see more mobile guys yeah is that would you rather face it's weird to say like a a pocket Manning more so than a scrambling Lamar, like oh hell yeah, <laughs> yes and yes and uh, you know especially in college because you know the offensive line is not as good as what you're right. going to see on Sunday. So there's a duck out there that you can attack one of those five guys that you're going to get through. And that if he's you know taking the old five and seven step drops, but if you know taking it from the shotgun three steps, the old seven steps. So no, you can get to him. Uh, but, you know, I was lucky on the gun read that when I was at Cincinnati in the 90s, you know, Rich Rod was the offensive coordinator mm. for, for Bowden at Tulane. And that year they went undefeated. Sean King. Sean yeah. King was running the gun read, and we had to figure it out fast. And right away, what did we go to? Well, what do you do on option? Because that guy's the dive, and he's the quarterback taking it on. There's just no pitch, you know. And then Rich started running it with a pitch, and— Got even crazier. Uh, one of the days we still talk about uh, the best defensive performance we recall at ECU is shutting down Pat White and that West Virginia team. Yeah, and that was pretty neat. Yeah, um, 
I mean, you guys had fun. And that was the week after beating Virginia Tech. So it's not like you could just prepare for Pat White during the offseason. You had to get ready for the Hokies first. So what was that turnaround like for you guys? Uh, It was, you know, we we were going to ride it while we can. And, you know, we we really started that season, truth be told, you know, when we started bowl practice uh, after – the 07 season to play that Boise Hawaii Bowl, right? yeah. we played Boise State you know Skip and I talked and, and the defensive staff you know we made just a handful of changes not necessarily in personnel but we just tweaked it a little bit and uh, you know some guys even thought we went to the 3-4 defense and I was like no man I just gave this signal to Zach Slate and that made him stand up and we just did a little things that helped us play a little bit better a little bit faster and then, you know, Virginia Tech, you know, for some reason, we have their number. You know, we just played well against those guys. And, you know, getting we started in the spring. Well, we'd played West Virginia from our first time. You know, they whacked us one time up there in 07, as a mm-hmm. matter of fact. But, you know, in our first season here, you know, we went up there and took it to the fourth quarter on them. And then we had them again here in six. And we had a close, close game. game until yep. they hit that that they hit that one screen on us on our sideline not that i remember it in the fourth <laughs> quarter and uh and and then we then we turned around and beat them but we started in the spring on some stuff that we did the way we were reading it and uh and it worked and you know we we played about five calls in that game that was it just so our guys Man. could play just completely as fast as possible. And they were running around yeah, with the were, old uh, hair yeah, on fire days, phrase. Man, they were burning. It was awesome. Uh, Zach Slate, by the way, and everybody's got this guy in their era. Alex, maybe this could be you. I, I, you can do what you want to do. But Zach Slate was my favorite uh, C downtown on Saturday night ECU football player. Had some good, some in, 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 some entertaining nights with he Zach Slate. Earned, he earned it. <laughs> he did. Uh, very cool guy. Loved uh, Zach. Hey, Slate. and Zach Slate was not faking his injury at Tulsa. He was actually hurt. Chambliss was a, sort of hurt. <laughs> I feel like you bring this up too much. You, like it's he funny. who he who uh, protests too much or whatever. No man, <laughs> part know, of the game. It's like gamesmanship. A, it's like a gotcha. Yeah, you no, know, gotcha. Hey, that had nothing to do with their seven turnovers, right? That Tulsa had no, that day. Was that beautiful, man? It was. It was. It was. A, it was a lot of fun. Chandler, do you had? Did you have a favorite pirate to see downtown during your uh, school days? Um, I don't know why we're calling these guys out like this. I know Noah, Noah Henderson. Who was Frank the Tank down there? <laughs> Frank the Tank. <laughs> I would see Noah quite a bit. Alex, are you a uh, downtown legend? You're more of a... No, not a legend. Yeah. I mean, I, I go downtown, or I've been downtown, you know, my fair share, but... Hey, snap me a beer. Man. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah, I, I do want to give a quick shout-out, though, since we're talking about this specific topic. Yeah. <laughs> a shout-out to Holton Aylers, man, because it was... I had just transferred here. It was literally my first week on campus, and me and my girlfriend... We're like, let's just go downtown and see. Like, I had literally only been to one team meeting, and Holton saw me in the bar and was like, "Dude, what's up, man? You're the new long snapper, right?" And like, we got, <laughs> and he like talked to me for a good like half hour, and we hung out for a while. And I was just like, you know, he doesn't have to do that. Like that dude is gonna get a statue built of him <laughs> in this town, and he's spending that time to talk to me. So I know you were gonna ask me who my downtown legend is, Holton. <laughs> did you? Fun. Did they ever have you do tackling drills with the linebackers? 
No. Why? Uh, well, I mean, well, like in practice? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do some tackling stuff. It's We do like tackling circuits, like on pads and stuff. Uh-huh. We don't really do like Oklahoma drills and stuff like well, that. Well, no, not those. Those are yeah, helpful. but. I mean, yeah, I do some. Did you, did you? Did some. they ever have you line up and you give the you know give the offense a look where you take a couple hits and stuff like that? Uh, I tell you what, when we do special teams, I hold a bag for, and that's like yeah. some dudes. You were the starting long man. snapper. Yeah. So what would they yeah. have done if you got hurt in a holding a bag? Probably just got someone else to do it. Well, they got like somebody's going to get fired. (laughs) (laughs) You got like three or four on the team, right? In a normal year now, it seems like we actually don't anymore. We had two leave. You got some position players that can do it. uh, You the last man standing? No, it is me and my buddy Trip Smith. Oh yeah, are all that is left. Cancer survivor. That's right. What a guy, man. Coach Hud, how much respect do you give the long snapper of a football team? Uh. A lot. All you don't right. have to lie. No, I, no. <laughs> you, had a, you had a good Why one. Why not? I mean, he blows it. We lose. You had a good one with Wilson Rayner. You know what? He was good. And Wilson, he did a lot of tackling drills. Wilson Rayner is one of my coaches. Wait, then he got hurt. When I got, he got hurt at uh, against Kentucky or Arkansas. Liberty Bowl. And uh, and he had to come out, and we put our backup in, man. And he, he threw. I was, I was like, dude, just throw a strike. <laughs> You know, see it before you snap it. Yeah, Wilson Rayner actually helps me in the off season. Well, we missed four Wilson kicks Rayner in one game, good. so it wasn't the snapper's fault. He did his job. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, Ben Hartman, if I recall. So uh, I was on a team that won the Lou Groza oh, at yeah. Cincinnati, and we were voting for the MVP. And they asked in the staff room, "Well, who should get the MVP?" And all the guys said the kicker. I was like, "What about the holder and the snapper?" What about that? Yeah, people forget. Wilson Rayner, now everybody yells at him because he's well, that, that's an uh, why, that's umpire. Why I got my Joe Moore Award jacket. All right. On. You were, I meant to bring this up. You were. I don't even know what that was, and you kept bringing it up. It is Brian uh, Bailey votes for the Heisman, and you guys don't know what the Joe Moore Award is? Brian Bailey don't know 10 college football players. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe, so this Joe is Moore the Award group is, offensive line, the best O-line. Yeah, yeah, Did a, Michigan win? They No, they won it uh, the last two years, and then... Uh, um, uh, Washington won it this year. I remember. Which I think the offensive line for Michigan was trying to make a little bit of a statement in that game. So. But Michigan had won it back to back. And, you know, Notre Dame's won it. Iowa's won it. LSU's won it. Michigan's won it. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a really neat award. I worked for Joe, for Coach Moore at Notre Dame when I, when I was a GA in 93. And uh, and then I was an offensive line coach for Skip at UConn. I was I was oh, I was I on that. offense for six years, which was a complete understudy to learn better defense. And then, oh. um, but Aaron Taylor, who cre- you know created the award, uh, played for Joe and, and at Notre Dame, and uh, he's done some of the ECU games. And yeah. he put this together. And all, all those awards basically are foundations. You know that that's what they are, and, and charitable causes, and so. Aaron's done a really neat thing. Now the award's pretty cool. It's it's uh it's it's big. It's over five feet tall. It's eight hundred pounds. It's a bronze statue of wow. five guys, five offensive linemen, and uh, and it's it's really getting bigger and bigger to where, you know, it's becoming a household name in college football, and, and that's what we want. Well, you introduced it to me, and I remember you just saying, well, you know, who's the who are the best teams in football. And you said, look at the list of Joe Moore Award nominees. There and, you go. and who's going to win it all this year? 
look at the top and so it was Those Washington two. and Michigan's one of the last two years yeah no coincidence yeah, they're playing in the championship like since uh since the award started and it, it'll it'll stay like that uh forever you like the way uh which you, you can get into any style of football but you like the way the, the champions played this year the wolverines smash oh, mouth yeah punch you all I that yeah i mean i don't know what what's not to love you know <laughs> even when people love you because they hate you you know it's uh it, i mean they're winning his team in college football you know they won more games than anybody you yeah know? It's, it's like the yankees but you're wearing that hat today i love the yankees i hate the yankees because they win exactly i don't hate them as much as i did in the 90s because they don't win as much well if it was the 70s you could get away with wearing that hat <laughs> what am i wearing today pittsburgh oh the pirates uh it goes with the shirt let's take a break you we'll name come anybody back. on this pittsburgh world series team uh um, willie stargell yeah. roberto clemente oh my god no he's uh, he was passed away dave right. parker okay i do know dave parker Mazeroski. Kent Takalvi. Submarine. I wasn't alive, Coach. Give me a break. I can name the Braves World Series roster from 95. It's about as the only one they got. They won a couple years ago. One's enough. Uh, A lot of Coach Hud talk. Uh, Eric said Coach Hud looks like he's in the business of kicking ass and taking names, and business is good. You don't want to see me with a shirt off. Mark (laughs) says uh, you should have Stone Cold's music when you come up. good, Good guy. Somebody compare it. You know Stone Cold? Many ones. Yeah. North Texas grad, by the way. You've yeah. met everyone. I just got lucky. Well, the chances of meeting somebody at the LAX Marriott, <laughs> and if you stay there as much as I did in recruiting, like weeks at a time, you know, you never know who's going to walk through that front door. Jamie's got a question for Coach Hood because you know a lot of folks in the business. Uh, uh-huh. He is a Hoosier fan. He said, thoughts, uh, any thoughts on the Signetti hiring at Indiana? Yeah, I worked at Purdue, and I don't have any thoughts on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Boiler up. <laughs> hammer down. <laughs> and my son's a graduate. There you go, Jamie. Spoken like a true boiler there. Uh, I, I like that uh coach hud joining us man coach what, what have you uh made of all the big names uh out the door this past week with saban belichick carol you know it's just a sign it's, of getting older well i mean yeah yeah i knew those guys when they were young uh you know eventually just eventually it's just gonna wear you down and uh you know those guys you know i hope when i'm 72 i have the juice to to run a football team you know i was saying that about carol right that if i'm still here when i'm 72 if i'm half as energetic as he is i'll take i mean he's out running around on the field he's he's warming up before practice still out there throwing the football i saw harbaugh throwing the ball a cut of him throwing it with brady and they were just zinging it 30 yards apart just throwing ropes to each other you know well what about 82 coach because jerry glanville just got a job (laughs) saw that that is nuts southwest Oklahoma, Some Division two school. Directional Oklahoma. D- That's D- awesome. Defensive coordinator. Hey, never say never. <laughs> I got a chance. <laughs> That's right. Gives you some hope. In my third in my third life. <laughs> we have seen a lot of big, you know, legendary names step down. We're talking college basketball earlier with Roy Williams and Coach K and Jay Wright, who was it looks a lot younger than he is, I guess, but we 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 are we're quick to say they just don't want to deal with the nil the portal that stuff maybe that's true but like with saban he's 71 like he's got to step down at some point how much is the new way of college sports affecting these decisions in your opinion 
I think it's affecting them a lot. Yeah. I do. Because, you know, we used to go recruiting, and then the last week of recruiting, you would do junior recruiting, and that was it. And you didn't bring recruits in during the spring. You didn't have recruits coming in the whole month of, Jan- of June. So between now you're recruiting kids when they're 15, so you've got every class you're recruiting. So now your your list is, you know, tripled, basically. So you're dealing with that. You still have junior college recruiting, which I'm assuming I haven't really paid attention to it, is completely taking a bump, you know, to the, the wrong way because of the portal. Yeah. Now you've got portal and that recruiting in those visits. And all, but all the planning, all the decision making, all the evaluating, you know, when do you have time to be a parent? I, I don't understand it. Well, I do, I do understand it. I just, I just don't understand. I can't comprehend how they're doing it, knowing that you know, knowing my daughter's knee deep in it at Texas A and M, running the the recruiting operations. I know how busy she is, and she gets to go home at a decent hour, but getting her on the phone i mean it's like finding bin laden you just you i mean it's you can't do it yeah and it's it's i mean it's every single day and this thing god this thing you don't know how much i enjoy just putting this on mute and putting it down you know that you can't do that when you're put down when you're in it then you got to have the money to jack your staffs up you got to have people working all of those systems diligently there's people that you got to trust with making decisions so you can see it so you're i mean they bought a busload of people from duke just to run their personnel stuff and all that like kayla's doing you know there's just enormous staffs where if you're going to have a staff meeting it's not going to be in the old staff room even with the uh you know the outside wall the outside ring you know the outer ring about the the staff room they're doing them in conference rooms now the team meeting rooms that's where they can have their whole you know like weekly staff meeting there's going to be 50 60 people running it just like a pro a pro team yeah uh, Coach Ud, uh, you you know touchdown Jesus at Notre Dame Purdue Cincinnati East Carolina all your stops do you is there still a place for the East Carolinas in college football and in Will they keep the the playing field? The playing field's not the same, but will FBS still be a thing, or do you see the break-off coming? What do you think it's going to look like in a few years? Um, that well, I think the rich are going to get richer, which is basically what happens in every type of organization, uh, businesses, and in the world. Yeah. And, and that's going to happen. And it has shifted to where... You know what can you bring to the table from a television market, and and you know you can sell all the tickets you want and all the parking spaces and luxury boxes, but what TV audience are you going to bring to us? It'll be interesting to see what happens. You know there could be a sense of creativity to where the right, you know I don't know how many bowl games ESPN owns. I, I think they own a number of them. It's, like almost all of them. There's a lot that they own. There's yeah. I, I've heard in the past, now, you know, I guess I can say don't quote me on this while I'm on the radio, which is stupid to say. But, you know, I have heard in the past about ESPN's ownership of bowl games and how, you know, eventually when all the shifting goes over, there could be another shift to where somebody like ESPN, you know, puts together another division like they have at the 1AA. I, I can't remember if it, what the FBCSFC, I forget which. You know, the FCS? What, is that 1AA? Yeah, yeah. I, even I forget it yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But, um, 
you know, another system that's like that to where now they own these bowl games and you put them together where all your bowl games are in, you know, really nice, warm climate areas in order to get uh, the allure of, uh, you know, what you're playing for, where your championship games would be played and stuff like that. Because, you know, streaming and in the media, you're not going to stop growing as an organization here at Pirate Radio. So you're going to want something that's popular and big to broadcast. And if there's a way to do that with viewership and and even doing it, you know, through the streaming, uh, it, it's it's got to be av- a product's got to be available. But it's got to be something that people want to watch and get excited about. Yeah. And as you uh, you know, a thing or two about the, the growing world of NIL and things like that. Um, what about the proposal with the, the break off, the split where I guess schools uh, themselves would be able to pay the athletes, but they'd have to pay everyone, right? Every sport, every athlete. Do you, do you see that? Yeah, actually come. Well, that's it. That's just that's what happens if it goes through the universities. You know, that's where the Title IX, you know, will dictate how things have to be done, rightfully so. Which, you know, right now the universities and, even, you know, the athletic directors, not, you know, NIL is arm's length away it's there they know it's there they're dealing with it but they're dealing with it at arm's length Mm -hmm. and uh, you know eventually you know enough of the lobbying and the meetings in in washington will take place and there'll be some type of legislation to to sort of put you know maybe a little breaks on it but the ni the collectives and once the nil's you know you just gave them the free market when when has somebody ever said no no we're not gonna let you have the free market anymore that's not going to happen. So it, it, there'll be some changes and some creativity. And I, you know, Harps, John Harbaugh, or Harbaugh was right. You know, you know, we've all been stealing from the same train. Um, the trains weren't nearly as big as they were even 15 years ago. But you know, it, there is a way when you know for the for the players and all the athletes to, to get you know more money and but it's not going to be you know not everybody's going to get what Shadour Sanders is getting just like not everybody gets paid what Tom Brady was getting paid or what Joe Burrow just you know got but there should be a uh, something in place to help you know put something in the the players uh, pockets for the effort yeah and there's a lot of fans who this this it rubs them the wrong way there's certainly some some jealousy there. Why is this guy playing college football making more money than I am? But with a, a school like East Carolina, and we have a, a football player here, intern using, Alex. They're using their talent. I mean, that same person will go to the movie theater and pay you know, money for some actor the same age to get $10 million for a movie. That is true. People think that's, oh, that person's so neat. But my point, too, is not, you mentioned Sanders, like these guys at East Carolina aren't getting paid what these other guys are getting across the country at these bigger schools. Alex, are you a millionaire? Yeah, no. But why why, why should you get paid that? Why why shouldn't he? What is your name, image, and like? That's, That's the problem. What is your name image and likeness worth to the world you know me personally nothing you know (laughs) what is my name image and likeness worth right now sitting here nothing you know i can't go knock on a radio station and say is that because our show sucks or no but me you know i'm not going to go to espn and say hey i want to get hired here for my name image and likeness they'd say see you later here's a penny (laughs) you know uh around here coach you're very popular i think around here your name means something 
can i get a basket to hang carry around with me <laughs> a, a plaque or something i don't know <laughs> but um yeah these guys at east carolina are still kind of doing it like alex you you might get a little bit right but a little, uh a little bit is a, it yeah a little bit yeah and, and it's more than i got yeah that to, is true. to your credit how you said like what is your what name, you image and likeness worth i thought it was nothing so when our director of football operations gave me a call and said team boneyard would like to speak to you by the way donate to team boneyard uh i was Boom. very surprised but obviously right. grateful because yeah. i'm like i don't know yeah i don't think anybody knows me i think me interning at pirate radio has brought more people to know my name than playing right. football for well, east carolina has. and it's the perception too on in what people think you know they just see the one percenters right and and if you it's you know to put it on the balance you know what the scale's like you know when you get when you get through you know the top 15 17 20 players on a football team in the nfl i know it's a lot of money still but there's a drop so there's you know you saw the running backs are complaining about the money they're not making but you know what are they worth they're going to get banged up and they're not going to play so it's it's the same thing it's just on a much much larger scale with a 53-man roster compared to 500 student-athletes in an athletic department. So it is what it is. Greg what Hug- you see on those numbers is not, you know, these guys, you know, saying they're getting all this money. Right. It's not. Those, those, a lot of those numbers are BS. You don't have to say how much you are giving to NIL or, or receipt, right? There's, Man, so. I, I was working at Cincinnati, and the AD called me in, and we were popping babies out left and right, and he called me in in the summer and said, listen, we don't have a lot left in the payroll to give back out. He goes, but I'm going to give you $4,000. I'm going to give you a $4,000 raise. He said, now, after taxes, it's this much. He said, but I want you to personally make sure for the next three years that you can buy every diaper that you can for all those kids you're having <laughs> i walked out of there i was happy as hell yeah you know you uh maybe you came uh 32 30 years too early coach if you were a little <laughs> later uh would have been a little different you man afford, i got uh, five bucks you could afford <laughs> golden diapers maybe down these days i don't know west while we got you on the horn uh yeah. i need you, all the spots removed i can get what'd you have for breakfast uh I had a chicken biscuit. That's I the, it? I eat the biscuits, and then I eat the chicken. Oh, you separate? Absolutely. Huh. I've been doing that since 1991. <laughs> Marriage <laughs> number what? <laughs> what, what, what wife were you on? <laughs> that one. He was probably in high school. I, I was still in high school, correct. So previous to 91, you were uh, going both at the same time. The whole sandwich. No, I've never. Uh, I, mean, I didn't ever eat a chicken biscuit before right. then. Uh, Is the crumb ratio higher falling in your lap when you do it that way? It's <laughs> a great question. It's, uh, you eat them in your car? Yeah. I guarantee it. It's looked like, <laughs> like it snowed about two inches in his car. He's <laughs> got a biscuit snowman oh, riding with him in the seat. Uh, you need a leaf blower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any, uh, any? What, what, uh, what are the plans for the evening? What do you uh, got tonight? I got to hear this. I want Thirsty hit. Thursday, uh, downtown. No, west the tank. No, I want to head to the house. Uh, I got a, I got a, I got a trip on on Saturday, so I better be re- getting ready for that. Where are you going? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to Annapolis, Maryland on on Saturday. All right. Oh, it's oh, nice up there. What a beautiful place. Nice. <laughs> Home of the Naval Academy. Nice. Yeah, it's great to be there. Unless you're playing defense against Navy and they're running the triple. Yeah. 
That's right. Uh, that what uh, sucks. <laughs> what are you having for dinner? Uh, I have no idea. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll find it's out. What, uh, whatever the wife says. There you go. All right, Chris, cakes. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, that'll get you ready for your trip. Good yeah. call. Eric says, Clip, can you ask Coach Hud what exactly is a boilermaker? I thought it was just a drink to bury the hatchet with sea bass and the fellas. It's a dumb and dumber reference. What is a boilermaker? Well, they weren't worked in the boiler room. You know, right. with the hard hat on and the, and the hammer. You know, there's a big statue of it if you Google Purdue University. And, and they have a creepy mascot. You know, I just got a big melon, you know, running around after you. Did you did you ever run into Breeze while coaching up there? Yeah, I was lucky enough to go out to Southern California where he lived, and we were part of a uh, a fundraiser uh, where they rallied the troops. I mean, uh, Mitch Daniels, our president, you know, the AD, some uh, the board of trustees. It was a really big event. It's not a lot of people, but the head coach, the offensive coordinator. Um, uh, John Shoup, you guys remember from Carolina, and then uh, myself, we went out there and we gave a presentation to the board of the direction we were going and trying to go in football. And it was all to build uh, the new facility, which is there now, which they built, I think at the time was uh, 60, 60 something million, 68 million maybe. And Drew Brees was the first one to write a check, and uh, he, it, you know, he got that started. And Mitch Daniels, the president, and the guy, I can't remember his name, who was who's the head of the board of trustees, you know, they had the vision and the foresight to see, you better do that with what's coming. And you look at what's going on now. If you don't have the brick and mortar, you got no chance. Yeah. You have been at some awesome places with some just legends of the game. Where, Where's Gene Cady on your list of legends, You've, you know? Well, as a guy in your with, life, you know, a guy with a receding hairline like myself, you know, bald headed <laughs> guy, he's got the greatest comb over ever. He had that thing dark and late never, in the years, and it never moved. Never, but, never moved. You know, that's one guy who had some battles. Purdue, Indiana basketball, when they're going head to head, it's a big deal. Back there in the Midwest, it's you know, like it's Tobacco Row. Here, you know, they really have some battles, and and one guy that Bobby Knight thought the world of was Gene Cady. And, you know, that tells me a lot because, you know, Bobby Knight can be pretty critical. And I'm a Knight fan, God rest his soul. But, you know, Gene Cady's a, uh, he's a legend and he's, a, he's, a, he's been really good for college basketball all those years and helped make it what it is today. And, uh, Coach Hud, you said your dad was a, a big basketball, oh, basketball guy. And you yourself was. You know, uh, Russell Springs, Kentucky, you know, my dad grew up with, you know, Kentucky basketball and then moving to Cincinnati at a time when, you know, in the 60s, you know, UC basketball when they won the, you know, back-to-back championships and then they blew the third one, they lost to Ohio State. Uh, Big O? Oscar Robinson, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, Cincinnati basketball was, you know, a a powerhouse at the time in in the 60s and so was Ohio State with the sixth man of those championships teams being Bobby Knight. So my dad was, uh, God rest his soul, my dad was, uh, I can remember basketball being on uh, and watching uh, uh, the Al McGuire's, Al McGuire show and stuff like that on, on basketball. So uh, that's, you know, I was the, believe it or not, that's the sport that I loved to play. That was my favorite sport to play was basketball. And uh, I played for some great coaches. I played for Dan Raglan back at, in Cincinnati. And uh, I learned a lot from, you know, that, that game. How much is gas right now, Wes? <laughs> uh, 
2001. Believe it or not, I, I saw a place today. It was actually Cut the music two, with. It was 266. Oh, man. Ooh. I need to hit up that spot. Yeah. Uh, coach Hud, my team yeah. and Chandler's NFL team needs a coach. Uh, Belichick, Harbaugh, Vrabel. Who's, what's the order there? Who you want? Skip Holtz with back-to-back championships in Birmingham, baby. All right. Hire the Birmingham Stallions coach. As long as you're Skip the defensive Holtz. coordinator. Come yeah, on. there you go. And as, as long as Rick Smith's on board, too. Oh, hell yeah. We need Coach Smith. Somebody's going to get ripped. Chandler does a little <laughs> Coach Smith. Chandler? Well, if Jerry Glanville's coaching, I might as well get jumped back into it. Greg, he's looking at me and go, Greg, Greg, these boys don't want to practice. They just they want to run. Practice, Greg. Greg, they don't want They're talking to you. They just want to run. Coach Hud, always enjoy it, man. We'll uh, catch up with you Thank again you. soon. Appreciate it. Thank you. You've been listening to the Pirate Radio Podcast, an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.